still too tall. Could have used a few She's uh, in that hipstery, like old school hip hop. But that's the good. That's a good place to be. When hip hop was good. What's your cutoff? What's your hip hop cutoff? 2012. 2012. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think like when Drake became like the most popular <laughs> artist is when I was like, I I'm a head out. <laughs> Whatever year people decided Drake was the best rapper alive was Well, like... and that's the thing. Is it was like <laughs> okay. Drake, J. Cole, okay. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And it was like one of these three is gonna become the king of hip hop. And then like people were just like, and it's Drake, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I mean, you know, and no disrespect to Drake, okay? He, I, a little bit of disrespect to Drake. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! And we're back like a yelly bomb. Woo! We come once a week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was better than that like six week period last year. Remember, there was that extended period. I'm talking about Which the yelly bombs. Which one? <laughs> the really bad one? I don't know. Which one? <laughs> That's all I got, man. Okay, so it's a good start. I'm enjoying it. You know what we need to do? We need to keep the uh, Tim Dillard. He could be a 30-30 player tracker. I, th- I got Yelich almost being a 30-30 guy. <laughs> uh, I think he definitely has the potential to do it. Batting first, getting awesome. his at-bats. <laughs> I- I- he did say that, so I believe he hit his second about 10 minutes ago. I don't know. I don't think he has any stolen bases yet. He might. I'm not sure. They've also, I, like, I feel like this West Coast trip for the Brewers has been the worst thing for them because I have a job, so I don't stay up to watch all the West Coast games. Oh, yeah, two stolen bases right now. Okay, so 28 and 28 left. <laughs> okay, are you taking them off? It's not probable but it is possible i like possible is he gonna do it is he gonna do 30 30 probably not i'm gonna go no because i don't want to be a probably i'm gonna say no but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a good year and good production i'm just not that what do you do 2020 he's on pace for 2020 now i feel like i'm in jinxy territory but i'm gonna go with yes yes 2020 no 30-30. How so, about that? mathematically, if you're going to say, what pace is he on? This is your specialty. And you're going to say, well, they're two weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. So, he's two and two. And then you're going to say, you're going to double that. Because that's halfway through the month. So, then you're going to say four and four each month. Then four times six. He's on a 24 and 24 pace. Quick mess. Like, if you're the Brewers, that's I think you bad. take that. I mean, like, yeah, you're like that doesn't quite pay for his twenty six million dollar salary or whatever it is, but it's better than fifteen or whatever. Yeah, it's better than fourteen and ten and whatever he did last year. <laughs> so, all right. So before we jump into the real show, I took the Florida State fucking loser <laughs> in the Masters. Yeah. Well. Oh, that's how you do golf on the show, so we can do a shot about it later. A lot of strokes and one shot, baby. <laughs> We're talking about golf still, yeah? Yes. To, to the field. To John Rahm. Ramathorn. Gracias. Do you wanna you wanna do any golf talk before we start or no? I don't really have anything to say about it other than I honestly when I picked the field I thought Kepka would was going to win, but no, I don't have anything to say about it. You got anything? So the Bucks. 
they got the Heat first round. Uh, by the time the people are listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. They will play uh, Sunday at 4.30, so an afternoon game. So if you're like, there's some 10, and you sleep in till, you know, 10 or 11 on Sunday, do a brunch, get a mm. Bloody Mary. Are you a mimosa guy? Uh... So, is it a Bloody Mary or a mimosa? Or is it... Because that's usually how I feel like that question is asked. Do you like mimosas more than Bloody Marys? Do you like mimosas? Yes. Okay. Do you like them more than Bloody Marys? I'm going to say no. I don't think I do either. I think Bloody Marys, to me, like they serve a purpose. It's like McDonald's breakfast. It's not the best <laughs> breakfast in the world. It's there. But it serves a purpose. <laughs> like I don't like I, I don't know if they were like McDonald's just is gonna only serve hamburgers again, I would be an embarrassingly amount of disappointed. And if you, you said that? they were gonna get rid of Bloody Mary's forever, they were like, oh, tomato juice and vodka, we're getting rid of it. Banned. I would be an embarrassingly amount of disappointment. Disappointed. Like, what are you supposed to do at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning? A McDonald's sausage egg McMuffin <laughs> and a Bloody Mary with a oh. Miller High Life Chaser. I like that. Are you a spicy Bloody Mary? Uh, honestly, the more hungover I am, the more the answer is yes. Oh, wow. Well, you, know, I, I, really? you know, I feel like that, like that's the that You're trying to sweat it out. You're trying to sweat it out, but you also don't want the uh, like. I feel like I get that taste on the back of my mouth, like really bad, like when I'm hungover. That tasty taste, that taste tasty. Yeah, 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 that one. And I don't want that, so I'm trying to do Spice anything to kill that. Bucks. Did <laughs> <laughs> the heat scare you at all? Two out of ten. Two out of ten. What's the two? Just, just because, uh, and Jimmy like Butler, probably. Yeah, they probably made something called that. Uh, I'm not privy. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah. Just the shooting. I feel like even though their offense, like statistically, isn't that great, they have some guys that could get hot. So I would say overall, I'm not really worried. I was gonna get my prediction, but I'm gonna wait. I'm, I'm gonna save that till later. You can't bury the lead. I don't want to bury anyone. You know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I'm going to say just a two because of some of their weapons, but overall, I ain't really worried. They also have Kyle Lowry, which... Yes. Is there a more forgettable superstar in the whole NBA than Kyle Lowry? No, because I was literally forgetting him. <laughs> like I was like, God, they have that other guy, and you're like Tyler Hero, and I was like, that's one of them, yeah. <laughs> like, if Kyle Lowry retired tomorrow, <laughs> like, nobody would know. Like, everybody was like, he must be hurt or something. What did all the Toronto fans do? So, the DeMar DeRozan thing, you know, how he had his daughter there? Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Toronto fans were uh, sent her death threats on, like, TikTok or something. Really? Like, Toronto has... Who... Like, we always just assume, like, they're Canadian yeah, they're and they're nice. cool. Yeah, who, so who... No, they're, they're not. They're supposed to be nice. Like, remember they uh, cheered Kevin Durant when he uh, blew out his Achilles? He got hurt. Like, nobody cheers somebody, like, when they get hurt, except right. for Toronto. Well, you cheer the, like, when they leave and you're like, he's okay, clap, clap. They're just, like, East Coast douchiness. So that, that overrides? Hasn't been kept in check. The East Coast douchiness overrides the Canadian niceness? I think, like, the East Coast douchiness, because when you think of that, you think of New York, Philly. Boston, and Philly. Mm-hmm. But those three kind of, like, keep each other in check. So, like, if one of your fans does something that's, like, so stupid... 
the other two fan bases will be like, like, see, we're not as bad as that guy. <laughs> but then, like, nobody does that to Toronto. No, nobody really does. So, huh. I, I think that's the problem, is they're just, like, unchecked douchiness. They need to get a little more of that Canadian nice. You know, in hockey, yeah. we drop the gloves. Maybe that's why they're mad, because the leaves always joke. So are you worried? Give me your worried. Did you? What did you say? One out of ten. One. Like I why a one? So a one because they do play good ISO ball. Sometimes the Bucks struggle to defend the ISO game. Jimmy Butler can get hot. Tyler Hero can get hot. Sure. Uh, the other thing too, in boxing they have a phrase: if you're resting, you are rusting. The Bucks are coming off of a really long. Uh, stretching games in which they haven't played even longer for the Bucks because they didn't play anybody their last two games. True, true. So they're really on like a two week break, and Miami's going to be fresh. They're going to be game ready. In theory, you could see like worst case scenario, Miami comes out hot, the Bucks come out flat. Game one, Miami takes it. Game you, two, really close. Do you think they're the way. most and, vulnerable in game one? In game one, for sure. I also feel like that's always been Mike Budenholzer's strategy. Like, we'll, like he knows like game one is a throwaway game. You know, like he'll play the bench guys. He'll play Myers Leonard. Like he'll play Goran Dragic in game one and just see like, well, let's see, maybe they get hot, and then you know later on in the series they'll shorten the bench. But I I do think game one they could be upset. You know, you split the series, you go to Miami. Miami's fan base is, you know, very peculiar. Fair weather. Fair weather, so if you give them something to cheer about, that can make it difficult. Right, but I feel like you can also, you know, you can shut that crowd up early. You can shut that crowd up in Milwaukee if you want to. So, assuming the Bucks win this series, who do you want to play in the second round? Now, this is assuming Boston wins and Philly wins. So you can't play, you can't pick uh, either of those two teams or uh, whoever they're playing against. So it's pretty much Cleveland or New York? Cleveland or New York. New York, I think, uh, you might have said on the show, and not even might have, I don't know why I qualified that, you said earlier on the show once that you thought that Cleveland was kind of set up to rival the Bucks. They were like built in an ideal way. So I'm going to go New York because I think we talked about when New York was lower, we're like, oh, if we play New York, that'd be easy. So I think we would beat uh, New York pretty easily. Cleveland might might get a game or two. So I'm going to go New York. Cleveland has a better defense than people want to give them credit for. Now, I know it's been a trendy pick to say Evan Mobley, Defensive Player of the Year. Brooke. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I wouldn't put him ahead of Brooke Lopez. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even put him ahead of, like, Jaron Jackson or a few other guys. But, you know, he's the type of guy who, you know, he obviously can't stop Giannis, but he can make things difficult for Giannis. He's got a lot of length. He can move his feet a little bit. Uh, That makes him tough. You know, the Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell backcourt. Mm -hmm. The Bucks don't really defend the three-pointer all that well. Obviously, Drew is great on the perimeter, but... Who do you really want to... Do you have to go deep into the bag and put Jay Crowder in the starting lineup right away? Is Grayson Allen going to play defense? You know, Probably like, not. 
you know, is Pat Connaughton. So is it one of those in which you might have to start Jay Crowder right Maybe. away at the beginning? They still have Jared Allen. He's a tall guy who can, you know, make things difficult at the rim. The Bucks usually like to dominate their t- the other team at in the paint. So somebody who can make it tough for them, they're kind of like, it's almost like they're not used to it. Yeah, they really liked, I remember like the Portland was one, the Bulls, like whenever they can just dominate a team inside, they just let Brooke eat. And Brooke likes to eat. He's 270 he pounds. Yeah. What's your favorite matchup in the first round? And I think we're going to have to go outside of the Eastern for this one. I think three of the top four are in the West. Yeah, like there's only one Western Conference series, uh, Denver-Minnesota, that I'm like, meh. Denver probably sweep. So I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick maybe one of the ones that people aren't talking about as much. I'm going to pick Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Suns, and the LA Clippers. Uh, the Clippers have showed like a little promise this year. With their duo, and I think that series will be pretty good there. Give me Sacramento Golden State. Uh, honestly, this series, in a weird way, yeah, kind of be. reminds me of one of my favorite playoff series that I've ever seen in my whole life, but in reverse. So I remember uh, the Spurs with Tim Duncan. And, like, those old guys, who else do they have? They had uh, Tony Parker and, like, Manny Manny Ginobili. You know, it's like they had the old guys going against the young upstart Golden State team. I believe Mark Jackson was actually the coach of that Golden State team. And it it was so much fun to watch that playoff series. Because it was like Steph Curry would, like, run down the court, pull up, shoot a three with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. (laughs) And maybe he hit it, maybe he didn't. And then, like, the slow, methodical Spurs would just, like, you know, slowly take their time, looking like they're coached by Bo Ryan or something, <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. like, they would just get the shot clock down to, like, two, three seconds, hit a layup. And then Golden State would just, like, run at them. Clay Thompson would shoot up, put up a three. And, like, yeah, sometimes, like, they hit, like, four out of five three-pointers in a row. And then, like, San Antonio would just slow the game down, slow the game down. I think Sacramento is going to try to run at Golden State now, and I think Golden State is going to be the team that tries to slow it down, tries to play at that old man pace. <laughs> wow. And I, I think that's a lot of fun. It's always fun to watch the established veteran team go up against the young upstart. It's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot. <laughs> Who wins that series? Give me Sacramento. Oh, the sack. And of so, course, there is Memphis, LA. I know a lot of people, the Lakers. A lot of people are like excited the about that one as well. So uh, I took a screenshot of this just because I thought it was cool. Uh, so the playoff odds. Uh, so speaking of the Sacramento Golden State, the Kings are plus 4,000 to win it all. The Warriors, on the other hand, plus 800. <laughs> So they're wow. saying they have more, like four to one odds greater. Who so, did you just pick? I took the Kings. Wow. Now, like I said, that's not an easy matchup. The Bucks had the best odds at two seventy five plus two seventy five. So, okay. if you bet a hundred dollars, you get two hundred and seventy five dollars back. Uh, the Celtics are plus three twenty five second. Bet a hundred dollars, get three hundred and twenty five back. Uh, Suns, and then the Warriors are fourth. 
76ers Nuggets are plus a thousand. Really? So the Nuggets are what place? Who's that? Uh, six. Huh. And then the Lakers. Now the Lakers get a little bit of people are gonna throw money at them, so they're a little bit boosted. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. You know the the they're like casinos fans. They're like people are always gonna their fans are always gonna bet at them. If you were a conspiracy theorist, that's why the Cowboys don't win. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they win too much, they'd have to pay too much out? Yeah, like, the casinos just make money every year. Like, the casinos are the ones who are... Think about it. Yeah, think about it. Uh, Grizzlies, Cavs, Clippers, and then my Kings, who I just picked, plus 4,000. Hawks, Ooh. Heat, Timberwolves. And then we're in bulls. <laughs> what are the Timberwolves at? Uh, plus 30,000. All right, making some money. And then even worse than them, so the only team still left in it worse than the Timberwolves, the Nets. Plus 40,000. So if you bet 100 bucks on the Nets right now, you can go to Pato right now, and if they win it all, you win $40,000. We'll see if anybody's willing to take that risk. <laughs> this is not gambling advice. If you win, calls. Okay. Uh... We'll have you on the show. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you whether or not you think the Bucks are going to win. I'm going to ask you, Bucks in what? For this first series here? In this first series only. Against the Miami Heat, Bucks in... The Miami Skeet. Five. Bucks in five. I think they'll lose... I'm going to say they'll lose game three. Is that the one where you go, you know, when they switch the scenery? I think that'll be the one, the old uh, scenery swap. Bucks in five. Bucks in three and a half. <laughs> I think they quit halfway through game four. And all the Miami fans leave the stadium. The Miami fans will definitely leave. They probably wouldn't even come to the game. The only thing about uh, a game five, the old gentleman sweep. The old, we want that additional Game 5 home playoff revenue. That could happen. So, Bucks in four, hopefully. I, I don't want us to play with our food. Worst case, Bucks in five. But you're picking four. I'm picking four. Yeah, you can't pick them both. <laughs> well, I can. It's my own. No. It's, it's our show. And we, I'm telling you, no. Bucks in four, five, six, or seven. Bucks in four. Man, they couldn't even beat the Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks no, kind of no, like bloodied their nose a bit. Like that really wasn't even that close of a game. No, they did. The Hawks. And then the Bulls were it. winning most of this one. Yeah. Maybe the Heat. Like, okay, Jimmy Butler is a fake superstar. Wow. He's really? not really like he's not a superstar. Why not? You look at the points. Isn't he like a charismatic guy? He's a douche. He's on commercials and shit? Like, he's like, he needs to be the biggest fish in a small pond. That's what Jimmy Butler is. And I think Miami's Ooh. a small pond. Compared to Milwaukee. Well, for players, you mean, yeah? Yeah, like, the okay. Bucks compared to the Heat. I don't think Jimmy Butler... So what do you think, uh, if he was on Philly, was it too big, or were there too many other players that were good, or what? Yeah, like, he can't be on a team in which there's other superstars. That's the only way to win now, I feel like, though. And that's why they're not going to win. I'd like, wow. who's the second best player, Tyler Hero? 
cooking, cooking, and grilling Jimmy Butler right now. Jimmy, don't uh, cook. Yeah, probably. Hero. Like, are you putting him ahead of Adebayo? Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, they're two and three. Like, that's two or three people, but they're not. Yeah, right. I mean, the only hero reason could be a star. Hero probably will be a star. You know, like yeah. he's in the right environment for him to be a star. He's young. He's confident. Like he's one of those guys that you hate him if he's not on your team. So I don't like Hero because of what he did to the Badgers, but he he's about to get swept. Though. Moving on, the Milwaukee Brewers. Do you believe in the Brewers bullpen? No. Yep. No. Why not? That was a firm no because I don't. That's why I was firm. I don't believe in them because I believe they're top heavy like we knew going in. The guys that we have that that are filling those like really important innings right now, I think they end up getting overworked. I think we already kind of saw it with Gus Varlin. It was great to see the video behind the scenes before the season when Craig told him he was coming to the team. I think he's just getting like uh, just too many opportunities kind of right away and he was like a guy that like when in the other day it was like he didn't want to throw any balls and it was like at that point you know they were kind of just letting loose on him you know like Bryce Wilson's got an ERA of zero right now like we're I think we're kind of overperforming right now and the problem is that we're, we got to fill in those innings before Devin those guys aren't going to be able to keep it up so I'm going to say no I don't believe in it the one thing I'll say about the Brewers bullpen that was supposed to give you a little bit of hope. The pitching staff was supposed to be so deep that they were going to have starting pitching, you know, in their bullpen, Mm -hmm. taking on meaningful innings. Guys like Adrian Hauser, he's been hurt. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to come back fairly quickly, but, you know, fact check me on that. Uh, Aaron Ashby, it sounds like he's out for the year. You know, that was kind of the guy who, going into the season, I thought was kind of going to be an X factor. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't believe in it. Now, it's pretty easy to get bullpen help, right? Like, you can get bullpen help. If you're willing to go and get it, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, they're not going to have to pay, like, Jackson Churry at the deadline. They're not even going to have to pay, like, See, but the thing is, is still, like, you got to get bullpen help that helps. Trevor Rosenthal, Matt Bush... Don't really help, you know what I mean. So you, we, it's about making the right moves. Like last year, we got Trevor Rosenthal was a guy who never pitched for us, and look at Matt Bush. You know, almost blew the game the other night. Well, he blows a lot of games. Exactly. So, and he's one of the key. He's like our setup guy. Set up what? A win for another guy? He's not going to set up a save situation. <laughs> so I just don't. I think we're putting. We have like some mid. Innings people in like really high leverage situations, and so I think you're right. We're probably gonna have to go out and get a piece, but you know that's down the road. It is down the road. So, do you believe in the Brewers' offense? I'm gonna say two things. So overall, first I'll say, no, they're smacking the shit out of the Padres right now. Definitely more than I believe in the offense more than the bullpen. Uh, but I will say yes, I believe in the Brewers' offense. Um. They're sitting about tenth right now in like, in um, in average and home runs, like eighth in average, eighth in home runs. So I think. Wow, well, look at Tampa Bay. Dude, Tampa they, Bay. They look like a softball team. They might never lose. I don't know. It's a, like that's so disappointing for me. 
I, we might have listeners in Tampa Bay, so no offense to you guys, but let's be honest, you don't go to games, so. <laughs> I like how you started with, like, let's let it, you know, be easy on them, and you're like, you don't go anyway. Like, it's disappointing to me that the Brewers are a small market team who support their team. Right, right, right. And then right. Tampa Bay is a small market team. Who don't give a fuck. Who, like, hates their team. <laughs> like... Like, I swear, every fan there acts like they have a gun to the back of their head. Like, they're like, I was forced into this. <laughs> and they're, like, how many World Series have they been to now? Two? They went with one with David Price and then one with, like, yeah. Brad Phillips a couple years ago. I remember watching that. And it's like, they're a more successful franchise than the Brewers. And that pisses me off. Because they don't deserve it. They really don't. As far as a fan base. As far like as their, a fan base. Their players and their franchise and like the people who built that team, I mean, they they have good people. They get it done. I can see what you mean as a fan base. Like, the Rays fans don't give a fuck, really. No. They wanted to play half their games in, uh, what was it, uh, Montreal, right? That was, like, like, if we could play the... If they were in Montreal and, like, the Montreal fans showed up, so yeah. be it. That's what they wanted. They wanted to do like April, May. We'll do Montreal or whatever, and then or because they have the roof. I don't know, vice versa. Because no one goes to the games, even though they're good. But so I will say, we were still we were talking. Yes, I believe in the Brewers' offense. I think we have enough uh, people where you know if some guys are kind of slacking, other guys can pick it up. And also, I think that young speed will keep some dynamism in the offensive attack. So yes, I believe in the offense. I do agree with you about the speed. You can strike out Brewers' offenses. Like, you always know like that's going to be an option. But these guys seem to be really fast, and they do seem to do a better job of putting the ball in play. I think that's going to make a big difference. Just because, you know, you put the ball in play and you're a fast guy. You might get an overthrow. You might get a short hop. You might, you know, get a bobble, whatever. Also, you know, you have a guy on base already. No, that guy might be able to tag up. You know, like good things happen when you put the ball in play in baseball, even at the big league level. I think far too much of like what the Brewers have done over the past five years has been analytically driven, and analytically, it would say it's better to hit one solo home run than it is to hit three singles, right? Right, you don't score on the three singles. Yeah, you might not score, you might have a double play in between, you might, you know... Sure. You might have a guy get picked off, whatever. The home run is a guaranteed one run. Three singles isn't anything guaranteed. No, you know? no, but the, the chance is higher. If you get two singles in a bop... But I question, because analytically, yes, I get like what they're saying emotionally, and you do play the game with emotion, right? At least, I, I would think sure. you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I know baseball isn't quite like football or anything like that once you're, you know, gonna... We'll run through a wall or right, something like that. <laughs> you know, but you do still play the game with emotion, and how much of an impact does it make on you? How much of an impact does it make on the pitcher if, you know, the first at-bat of the inning, he gives up a rocket single, you know, back up the middle or whatever? You know, is he starting to question his stuff? You know, how much of an impact does that give to the batter who just got the hit to give him confidence? How much of an impact sure. does that make? Also, like, I know, like... A home I, run would do a lot for confidence, too. 
Well, yeah, but I know, like, when I played baseball, and granted, I never played anywhere near, like, the big league level or anything like that, but when I played baseball, when I went 0 for 4, I always felt like shit about myself, you know? I always felt like I didn't help the team or whatever, but if I went 1 for 4 with, like, yeah. a bloop single, you feel a lot better about yourself. <laughs> yeah. That helps your confidence, and I think, like, that all-or-nothing approach that the Brewers have had... Like you can't quantify that, right? That I think, I think there you're getting to the, to the kernel of truth. There is right, like the way that it's played now, where it's all feast or famine. Yeah. You know, like you said, where the other night I forgot, maybe it was when Gallon was kind of like dominating the Brewers' offense. Was like when you're in the seventh inning and everyone's just like striking out, striking out. You put how many other balls in play? Like you can see it kind of wearing on. You know what I mean? You're just kind of going up to the plate like. In an obligatory manner, you know, here we go. You know, like, you can see that. That'll wear on confidence. And also, like, how much does that get the crowd into it? Yeah, You know, like, if there's a runner on third, two outs, you know, the crowd starts to, you know, get to their feet. You know, they start to clap. They start to do whatever. You don't get that with just one solo home run. Like, yeah, sure. After it happens. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then everybody's on their feet. Beforehand, you know, everybody's just kind of, like, at the ballpark. And like yeah, sure they're watching it, but they're not excited. You you get runners on base, people get excited, and I think that's what the Brewers have been missing. And I'm hoping that's what this young crop can bring in. Uh, the other thing too, they got a lot of young guys, but their two best young guys haven't made it yet. And that's Sal Freelick and Jackson Churio. Sure, you know Jackson Churio, like he's getting compared to Acuna. Wow. That's, you know, <laughs> pretty rarefied air. He's probably the best Brewers prospect ever. I think he's surpassed Ryan Braun. I like the sound of that, you know? And they still got Keston Hero in AAA. <laughs> <laughs> and there he will stay. <laughs> hey, man, I think... All right, I'm going to give you a bold prediction. Okay. That we'll have to do a shot clock for when I'm completely wrong. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to give you my 2024 Brewers opening day lineup. Okay. All right, are you ready for this outfield? Yep. All right, from, well, fuck it. I'm not going to try to guess who's going to be in right field, who's going to be in left field. Uh, outfield is going to be Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, Jackson Churia. Okay. Infield is going to be... Wait, okay. Joey Weimer is going to be at first. All he right. seems like the biggest guy out of the bunch. So he makes sense to put at first. Second base, Keston Hira. <laughs> Shortstop, Bryce Terang. Third base, I don't fucking know. Brian Anderson, like I, like <laughs> you know. But Adamus is traded. I think they try to trade Telez too. Okay. And then I think that's how they make room for catcher and DH. Uh, catcher will be uh, William. And DH is Christian yeah, Yelich. Yelich. Where's yeah. Yelich? Okay. Yeah, Yelich will be DH. That's my bold prediction for the 2024 Brewers opening day lineup. And that's like a super fucking cheap lineup, too. Don't, I'm going to cut that part out. I don't, we don't need to hear Mark. He doesn't need to hear us saying that. Okay. Why is Mark in my basement right now? <laughs> you boys want a job? Not, not if you're going to be that cheap. <laughs> All right, one last Brewers question for you. Do you believe in the NL Central? The NL Central's been pretty dog farts so far. Uh, no, I don't. I believe in the Brewers. 
You believe in the Brewers. Like if the Brewers can make it out, I think they could do maybe potentially make a run in the playoffs. I I was looking. I know it's early, but I was looking at the um, the standings the other day. Yes. I thought it was Brewers, Pirates, Cubs, Cardinals, Cardinals, Reds. Or Reds, Cardinals? Okay. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, leave those red teams at the bottom. (laughs) So I'm going to say overall, no. Though the Cardinals always do make a run. You know that. I Do you believe? See, I was the guy who said that the Brewers weren't even going to make the playoffs. And I'm not changing that prediction yet. And here is what I'll say. I won't change that prediction until Memorial Day. Oh, okay. You know, I, I need a quarter of the season to go by before, like, you know, any any crap team can go on a 10-3 and three run or whatever the Brewers are on, 10-4 and four now. You know, like, so I'm not going to quite buy into the Brewers making the playoffs, but the NL Central sucks. <laughs> like it might be like they might be like the NFC South of divisions in which you know like you go like 84 and 78 which is what I think I predicted the Brewers at before the season first place that could win it <laughs> like and that's not even me like that's not hyperbole that's like 84 games might win it that's how shite the NL Central is well I hope so and I hope we have 84 Hope we get 85. Let's not sell ourselves short. <laughs> You're the seller. Come on. All right, so we're going to do something fun. We have our resident hockey expert with us, <laughs> Marcus. Hello. I mean, I've been here the whole time. So. Oh, when did you get here? Uh, so if you're a noob like me, and you know nothing about hockey. Who are the players on the Admirals that like you're looking for? Well, let, let's uh, let's rewind a little bit and let's just like break down this bracket first. Sure. Yeah. So the Admirals are, I believe, this week, April seventeenth, will start the AHL playoffs, which is the league that the Admirals are in, and they are qualified for the playoffs. So what they do here is they do the playoffs in divisions. So they'll kind of play in the playoffs uh, amongst their division, which is the Central. They are the second-seeded team in the Central Division, which means they will take on the Manitoba Moose. Fuck the Manitoba Moose. Exactly. They've been they're four and four against the Moose this season, so that one's four and four. Four and four. They split it right down the middle, um, and we see here that is a best three of five series there. So I think that one will be interesting because. So AHL is like it's the league under the NHL. Like AAA. Um, yeah, comparable to AAA. It's a lot of like younger players. I believe there's a certain amount of players that you have to have um, like suited up on the ice that are like developmental players and like haven't played in the NHL, stuff like that. And they are the feeder team of the Nashville Predators, if you don't know. Now you know. So one thing that's interesting about them is like with trades, with injuries in hockey, because all you do is ram into other people, a lot of injuries, a lot of turnover throughout the season. Like, okay. we're talking right now, they probably have, I'd say maybe 10 guys that haven't played more than 15 games with the team. So it's a thing where you kind of have to make up chemistry on the fly. So if I'd have to give you some players to watch, 
Captain Cole Schneider is always a guy uh, to watch. A good big point getter. Um, so what's a point? A point is a goal or an assist. What about an assist to an assist? Same. So an assist. Uh, a hockey um, assist. A hockey assist. The famous assist to the assist still counts as an assist. Um, they both count as one point. Uh, John Leonard, uh, left wing. Uh, he's another guy who can get a lot of good points. I think he scored a couple times uh, in Friday night's game. And they do have a really good young Russian goalkeeper, Yaroslav Askarov. I'll have I'd him. ask her out. <laughs> he asks a lot of the opposition. That's what he does. It, it took me a lot to get that pun out. So I will give you those as my three ads to watch uh, in the playoffs. Let's start this week. So what are you looking for? Because I know I've been to a handful of Admirals games, and I, like, I'll look at the stats or whatever, and it'll be like one team has 17 shots, mm-hmm. the other team has like 15 shots, but then like the score will be like three to nothing. So like what like is there like quality that you're looking for? Is it quantity? Is it possession? Is there anything like specifically that you're like, yeah, this is when you know this team is better than the other team? So even even though you introduced me as an expert, <laughs> I'm by no means an expert. No, you are. What yeah. I look for is um, definitely possession and where the possession is. So if you're possessing it in in the other team's defensive zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're on the attack. In their third? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. To use a soccer term. Um, I look for possession. I look for where you're passing it. Like, and how can you want to pass it to the blade of your teammate's stick? So you, I look where they're passing it to. Because um, then if you, like, if you don't hit the mark, then that gives the other team a chance to get on it. I look at kind of how, you know in soccer how you press when the other team, I look at kind of how hard and how like aggressive the other team is in pressing. Um, and then, yeah, on shots, I think of, like, when and where, how frequent, and where are they shooting it from, you know? Okay. Okay. So, uh, who do you got? The Admirals or the Moose? And how do you pronounce the plural of Moose? Um. Moose. I'm, I'm going to go with the Admirals. Hey, my headphones kick back on. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, that's all you had to say, apparently, was you had just to pick the Admirals. I'm going to pick the Admirals because... Fuck it, you know, we're a Wisconsin sports uh, team, and I, a moose. I think moose is a plural of moose. Mooses. Mises? It would just be meese. It wouldn't be meeses. Mises. Misai. Misai. Who do you got? Uh, Give me the admirals. Okay. Fun fact, they were named after the kitchen appliance. Fridges, a line of fridges. There you go. You are correct. And uh, meese, moose, moosei? What do you say? Uh, Mises. Fuck the Mises. I, I think that's enough hockey talk. Uh, mostly because I don't know what else to ask about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funsies. If you had to list the five racing sausages in order of deliciousness. Yes. From least to most. Now, these are just the brewer's racing sausages. Yeah. So you can't be like, well, I like a good Hungarian or whatever. You know, I, I do. Eat. I do. They're, so, they're good, but these have to be the brewer's five. Now, do they have to be on a bun? Uh, no. Mine, like, when I created my list, they weren't. You said no bun? Uh, they can be, but they don't have I'm to. doing mine on a bun. Fuck it. Okay. They're all on a bun. Okay. And this is why number five is number five, because it's a bun. Chorizo. 
Okay? Not really a bun sausage. So chorizo, there. Five. My Anna kind of don't. Number four. See, deliciousness alone, this is where you get me because hot dog is one of my favorites. Like, I think he's my favorite sausage, but he's number four deliciousness because it's a hot dog. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It can be delicious. It's kind of more about the toppings you can do to it. But I do like a good all beef, Frank. Number three, and this is where we're getting hard to separate for me now, brat. Brat. I'm sorry, Wisconsin people. Brat, third place. Don't get me wrong, though. A little kraut. Little brown mustard, number two, Italian sausage. Wow, okay. Italian sausage. Okay. Now for me, Italian. Here, here's my, here's my hot take on Italian sausage. <laughs> it's great, but it's almost a. The, but it's no Polish. The peppers in the sausage are what make the Italian sausage so. Or the peppers in the sauce make the sausage so good. So I think if you're just looking at the sausage, Polish. It's like a hot dog, but better. Get a little drape some caramelized onions on there. A, a bright yellow mustard. However you say, a bon appetit in Polish. All right, so that's a pretty good list. And I know that because it's very similar to my <laughs> list. <laughs> All right, so at number five, give me the chorizo. Ooh, okay. So we both had the same five. Uh, you know when I really like a chorizo? It's like the Bloody Mary of sausages. I was going to say breakfast. Breakfast a, yeah, sausages. Yeah, okay. So if you go to like Cafe Highlander, uh, they have some, I think it's called like the Big Mess. So it's like uh, like a, uh, it's like a breakfast brunch thing. So like you get it, you can have it with a Bloody Mary. Uh, I, there was one day I was like super hungover. Montana really wanted Cafe Highlander. I didn't even want to get out of bed. So I ended up getting this. like So it's like chorizos, potatoes, hash browns, a uh, bunch of like sauces and everything like that. Mm. Uh, it was good. Uh, I got it with like a Bloody Mary and a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So That'll put you right back out there. I, I, I was back in the game. <laughs> uh, chorizo number five, but I do like it. I was like, I'm not yeah, trying to shit yeah. on chorizo. No. Number four. The hot dog. It, it, it's yeah. good. It's a classic. I like it. Chili cheese dog? But like you said, it's more about the toppings than the actual dog. You know, it, it's like the poodle of hot dogs. <laughs> it's not about the dog. It's about the haircut. And the ribbons. And the ribbons. There you go. Uh, number three. Give me the bratwurst. Wow. Wow, well, you're out here copying me, man. I thought I was, I thought I was doing something unique. The bratwurst is incredible. And I know you as a brat guy, too. I, I do like the bratwurst. Huh. But I'm going to leave it at number three. But, you know, it's great. You soak it in the beer. You know, soak it with some oh, yeah. peppers, some onions. Mm-hmm. Grill that bad boy up. You got yourself a meal. Number two, the Polish. Oh. I believe me when you said Italian at number two, I 100% thought we were about to have the same list. <laughs> so I was happy that you well, said Italian. Well, thank you. You know, uh, the Polish. Uh, it's a great breakfast sausage. It is. It is. You're right. You know, you fry it up. Uh, kind of You get some hash browns, some eggs, some Polish sausage, a little bit of toast, and you have yourself a full breakfast. 
Uh, I love breakfast, so yeah, we we learned that. That's You're a, a breakfast boy. That's a versatile sausage. And number one, give me the Italian. It it's just like a more flavorful brat, really. Like, <laughs> it, so therefore, I felt obligated to put it ahead of the brat. It really came down to two versus one for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think you can go wrong with really any of them, but especially the top two, uh, Polish and Italian. Uh, we'll have them at the Thurston 10 Grill Out. Come see us at Miller Park for the Thurston 10 Grill Out. <laughs> uh, tickets will be on sale at some point. You spoke that into existence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it. I am Marcus. That is Jimmy. We're Thurston 10. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Thurston1069. Um, like and subscribe anywhere you listen to the show. Peace. Keep it real. Cheers. And points all our own, sudden way up high.